0: Hey, this is H1. We're going to be running it back with another episode talking about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, chess understanding. Like always by like each episode, I always be talking about this stuff. You know what I mean? H1 just be going ham, just be spitting fire every single day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boy, yeah, get it. Yeah, I just went off the rails with this episode. But anyway, we're going to be talking about the terms to know in chess. There's a lot of terms to know, so I won't be able to talk about everything in this episode. This is going to be a series along with, like, not this season, but probably the next few seasons. And I'm just going to keep on adding the list until everybody just knows everything. And we're, we're Gucci after that. And so, H1 will be discussing more about the chess terms of notation, Now, the chess terms of notation is important because you need to know what the chess commentators are talking about. So, I'm trying to get you prepared and ready for to watch Chess24 Chess.com the tournaments the ch- the Grand Chess Tour commentators as they talk about certain stuff and then they're going to say like a term that I'm going to talk about today and you're going to be like dang I learned that term from H1 and he's like the best podcast ever I'm, and secretly I'm going to know that you're saying that and I'm going to be like wow I, I can't believe you said that and, and I'm with you spirit, I'm with you, I'm right beside you as you're thinking about that, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in your heart, you know, I'm I'm there, I'm like a slingshot baby, you know, (laughs) but anyway, you know, let's just, let's just move on to the next segment talking about the terms to know in chess, let's get it. this is this is h1 speaking and we will be going over some terms of chess and the first term we'll be discussing today is the term inaccuracy what does inaccuracy mean in chess well inaccuracy is basically a weak move made by one player that does not improve their position. And yes, I got most of these from Wikipedia. And yes, I kind of switched them up to make it like my style. So you can like get a a piece of me with the Wikipedia too and with other articles too. But anyway, that's what an inaccuracy is. It's a weak move that doesn't improve your position at all. So it's basically a move that does nothing. It's basically you being like a a wood pusher. Remember when I was talking about wood pushers? That's That's what an inaccuracy is. And it will not be a mistake that gives away material or a blunder that loses the game, but there would there would have been better moves that would have strengthened the position that could have been played. And this is like one of the main reasons that there is a separation between grandmasters and like international masters and, um, and chess masters and immense players, is because. Mostly grandmasters do inaccuracies. And an inaccuracy is way better than a blunder. And most of us, lowly citizens, we do blunders. We give away our queen. We fall for a four. We fall for a pin. And it's okay. It's okay. But I can understand how that could be disheartening. Heartening. But um, that's that's a main difference between a Grandmaster and even an elite Grandmaster from a regular Grandmaster. That's the main difference, too, is that they just don't blunder. They just don't blunder. And that just uh, gets me to my next term is what is a blunder? And it's going to get a little bit more difficult. Don't worry. We're going to probably talk about some stuff. You might find some more terms that you don't know in a segment. But a blunder in chess. Happens when a player makes a move that negatively affects their position in a significant way. Okay, so a blunder is just a horrible move, it just pretty much trashed your whole position, right? You had a, a dang near decent a decent position, right? And then you do a move, you fall like you fall for like a fork or a pin or something, right? And that's you damaging your position you're self-inflicting on your position that's what a blunder is and most beginners do this a lot they give away pieces put like a knight by itself you know put a knight on the edge and you know that a knight on the edge is dim but you still do that and then the knight is not doing nothing for the rest of the game or like they put a queen where it could be captured easily by a pawn i've seen all this stuff within my career of teaching chess and playing chess we're trying to avoid blunders and that's what a blunder is so if you don't know what a blunder is now there you go try to avoid those all right in many cases a blunder can cause a player to lose material or be checkmated and that's like the biggest blunder of them all if you're checkmated afterwards and that's something that you should be avoiding all right easier said than done i know but that's that's why it takes practice to avoid those blunders make inaccuracies i would rather you make a, a move that doesn't change the position at all than to make a blunder that gets you checkmated and one other thing too a blunder can too be um a lead to a strategically lost position so like if you give your opponent a protected to pass pawn and it's a king pawn endgame. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's like once you have a protected pass pawn, it's it's a done deal. It's a done deal for your opponent. They blundered. You're good. You're, you're safe. You're you're sound, and you're gonna win the game. Now, next, let's let's go down real quick. Got my little mouse right here. A good move. Hmm. A good move. Now, this might seem like a simple term, but I'm just going to make it a little bit more complicated. Since this is the best chess podcast in the whole entire world, um, I found this article by ChessFox.com. They had some insights in um, more than Wikipedia there. I'm just going to build on them, okay? So a good move is the move is not a mistake. Self-explanatory, right? So basically, it's not a blunder. I don't even know why they even had that like as the first one, but hey, you know, it's pretty cool. The move limits your opponent's options. The move achieves a clear objective. So it has a purpose behind the move. Like always, each one of your moves should have a purpose. The move doesn't weaken your structure. The move increases the overall activity of your pieces. A great move achieves multiple objectives. So that's what a good move is is. A good move is something, in my definition, I would say that overwhelms your opponent to the extent that they just blunder or do an inaccuracy because more inaccuracies leads to a blunder, right? So, we need to keep on doing good moves so that we're not giving up our position. So, a good move uh, um, is a move you expect in a given position, which is improving your position. So every good move improves your position in some type of way. It can be strategic or tactical. It can be castling the king. It could be something as simple as developing your pieces, getting your rucks on open files. Those are good moves to be doing when you're playing a chess game. All right. Now, the next term we're going to be talking about that most commentators talk about is A excellent move. So remember, now we got a good move and now we got an excellent move. What's the difference between a good move and an excellent move? Now, an excellent move is something that you wouldn't expect. The sort which amazes you, all right, that's an excellent move. And usually these excellent moves you get a lot of excellent moves in the middle game and end game that's that's what my notes is telling me right now <laughs> I know I'm breaking the fourth wall I didn't mean to but you know when you it's kind of like when you see like a grandmaster game right or you see something in person or when you see like a Bobby Fischer game and you're like watching the game seeing how it's played out and then you're like man how is this game going to end? I know Bobby Fischer is winning, but how is it going to end? And then you see, like, Bobby Fischer do, like, a, a queen sacrifice or something or, like, a, a, a weird abnormal move that's excellent that the opponent can't defend at all. Then you're like, oh, snap. That amazed me. I wouldn't have expected that. That's what an excellent move is. Something that's just... Uh, 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 some. So, when I'm watching chess, right... And I see a grandmaster do an excellent move, or the or the commentators are like talking about a, a grandmaster move that after they get a winning position, um, they they're surprised because it's like the top computer move. So you can compare an excellent move to like one of the top computer moves um, in a tactical position, you know. So that's a good comparison. You can compare an excellent move if a human does a top top, stock fish move. Okay, now we just went over an inaccuracy. We went over a blunder. We went over a good move, an excellent move. Now we got a questionable move. What is a questionable move? Well, a questionable move can be the same as a dubious move It's like a a question mark and exclamation mark. And I forgot to say this, but an excellent move is like two exclamation marks, right? And a blunder is two question marks and an accuracy is a question mark and exclamation mark if you're doing notation. But a dubious move is a move, one that very likely leads to an inferior position but has not been conclusively refuted yet. So basically, I will call these moves baiting moves by grandmasters. If they find a move that can get that can get somebody in like a weird position or if they if your opponent can't find the best move in that position, I, w- I will call that a baiting move uh, in my opinion. but dubious moves happens all the time by all sets of players even when you're not even realizing that you're doing a dubious move now in my games um, I'm not smart enough to do a dubious move on purpose but when it happens it happens and sometimes your opponent doesn't review it and then you can get ahead and so that dubious move afterwards become a somewhat good move You know what I mean? It's all part of the psychological concept of the game. If your opponent can't refute it, then, hey, it's a good move. In your book, even though you could have been better, hey, you got the win still. And that's just how I view it. But if your opponent refute the move, then... You can just classify it as an inaccuracy or a bad move if it leads to something that's like a horrible position or it leads you to like a cramped position afterwards and you're like, ah, oh, crap, I didn't mean to do that. That was pretty extreme. I didn't even have to get into this position. I could have did something else. So a questionable move, it's only conclusive if your opponent refutes it. All right. I'm going to take a water break right quick, but we're going to talk about some more terms in the next segment. Welcome to the waiting room segment, Chess jokes by H1. And the joke for this episode is... Why did the chess master go to jail? He offered too many bad checks. Thank you for listening. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, welcome back. We're going to be going over some more terms of chess. Now, let me just mention that you can listen to me on anything, any device, any platform. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, everything, baby. So just make sure that you know that H1 can be everywhere and anywhere. And I could be in your ears all day. You know what I'm saying? So let's get started with some more terms of chess. We got like three more. So the next one we have is a book move. What is a book move? Well, a book book move is a move that is well known to opening theory. So in Wikipedia terms, it says, and I think it's correct, that in other words, a book move is an opening move that is considered standard or conventional. And so these book moves help prevent making a game deciding mistake in the first five moves. It's good to know about the book moves, especially if you're into competitive chess. I know about the book moves in the Catalan. Each person should have their opening and know the first five moves of their opening. All right. Book moves are important, especially to grandmasters. When you see a Roy Lopez by... I don't know, Fabiano Caruana or, or any one of these grandmasters, they know book moves for like 20 moves. So when you hear a chess commentator talks about these book moves, just know that they're meaning that they are going along with opening theory. Theory that have been studied and played for hundreds of years and studied for like, I don't know, like each one of these positions has been studied. That's what it means. All right. The next term is illegal move. What is an illegal move? And this is for all my beginners that's out there. A illegal move is a move that isn't permitted by the rules of chess. It may be anything. And let's talk about some illegal things that cannot happen in chess. First of all, moving the king into check is illegal. Moving the chess pieces different from their property is illegal. Castling under check is illegal. Touching one piece and moving a different piece is illegal. Stop it. Don't do that. Just like just like um Michael Jordan, yeah, just like his meme. Using two hands to move a piece at a chess tournament is illegal. Making a different move instead of taking the king out of check. You know what I mean? Not not taking the king out of check and making a different move. So if your king is being attacked and then you was like, well, skip the rules. Let me just move my rook and just try to attack your king at the same time. You can't do that. That's illegal. Moving the piece with one hand and pressing the clock with the other is illegal. Jumping over pieces with your bishop is illegal. Moving a knight five squares forward is illegal. Moving on the numbers on the chessboard with your rook is illegal. I, I seen it in a chess tournament before with some kids. It was it was hilarious. This guy just swiped off the, the bishop from there. <laughs> he swiped off the bishop from his opponent, like off the board completely. And the player forgot that they had the bishop. He did it so smoothly that the player forgot that he had the, that they had the bishop. And all I could do is just look at that and be like, wow, that's crazy technique. That is crazy. Of course, that wasn't allowed, but that's crazy that that kid did that and got away with it. And these are like, man, fourth or fifth graders are ruthless. Uh, You got to watch them. Man, I cannot wait until like, my, my daughters are older and because it's going to be so much fun. And man, if one of my kids are cheaters, man, that's going to be a good lesson for them to learn. But anyway, let me just tell you about these illegal moves that I just said. Because you want to avoid all these illegal moves for a reason. Usually, if you play an illegal move, you have to retract it because it's illegal and you got to make a legal move. But if you're in one of these grandmaster chess tournaments and sometimes it happens, but it rarely does. But if you make an illegal move, you will either lose the game immediately or after the arbiters have decided the game by carefully reviewing the game. So if you're in a top grandmaster game, or in any chess tournament game and you got to watch out for the rules because if you do an illegal move and everybody at the tournament should know how to play chess sufficiently so they can avoid this you can lose the game immediately it's crazy you know how mad I'll be if I lost a, if I lost a game through an illegal move like I forgot my king was checked this is how the conversation would go, like, I'll just be, like, playing my move, let's just play, like, I don't know, I'll just, I'll just play a move, and then my opponent would be like, that's illegal, I'm calling the arbiter, man, I will punch the mess out of that kid, bro, like, <laughs> like, you are not gonna make me lose the game, you know there's money on the line, I already spent money, this kid probably have, like, money from their parents and i'm and i'm saying kid as like an 18 year old you know i'm not going to be punching anybody under 18 and that that's crazy to me for like i feel bad for the people who lose over playing illegal moves because it, it would be dude i'm tearing that whole building up whatever wherever i'm playing the chess tournament there's not gonna be a chess tournament anymore if I lose because I'm playing a, because I played an illegal move. Now, that's not happening. Like, like I'm gonna have to tear it up. It's crazy. I, I I came here to get racks, not be racked on by playing an illegal move. It's crazy. It's disrespectful. Dang. That's disrespectful to your elders. You know, having kids put on like an extra ten years, so you can't be doing that. Young, but not that young. Shoot, calm down with that. If I say a knight can move like a bishop, then a knight can move like a bishop. Don't don't be trying to talk to me about how the pieces move during a chess tournament. Get out my face. Oh, you want a box? You, you bro, dude, dude. How about this? Let me win this game and I'll give you the prize money. And <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> be bribing my opponent, be blackmailing my opponent. Hey, that'd that be dope. Um, Please don't black. No, don't don't do that. Whoever like as a kid listening to this, do, do not blackmail your opponent. I'm just these are all just jokes. OK, yeah. Calm that down. But anyway, the next and last term is algebraic notation now algebraic notation is a standard method for recording and describing the moves in a game of chess and i would suggest that everybody each and every one of you if you do not know algebraic notation or any chess notation learn algebraic notation because you have to learn how to record your games during chess tournaments so that when you go back home, then you can study your losses. You know what I mean? And that's how you figure out your mistakes, and then that's how you improve at chess. And if you don't know how to record your games, then I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. And, and you know what's crazy? I just, I just got a story. Um, I just got an experience. I was playing in the chess tournament. I was up here notating like with pen and paper. And when I was growing up, there was kids like already with the mo, the what what was it called the, the pad or something, the, the notepad, and they was playing the game on their notepad, and they was recording it on technology already already, and I was so jealous, <clears throat> I was so jealous that I was writing with pen and, and paper. I would treat those kids worse than the kids that that wasn't. Uh, using technology, so in other nudes, all I'm saying is that if you use technology over pen and paper, you, you need to like, hey, you're not on my good side. Just just to let you know, for real. And not only that, but you you can stop listening to this. <laughs> hey. <laughs> No, I'm just playing. Keep on listening. But, you know, I I don't like you type of people. Um, But algebraic notation is important. There is other forms of chess notation, which I'm not going to discuss here because algebraic notation is the most important one. And that's where um, if you're getting a chess book, it's going to be algebraic notation than any other notation. But if you was going to get a chess book that was like, I don't know, 70 years ago, you know, written by... Bruce Peno or <laughs> he's not that old, but, um, um, chess books before like a certain time period is a different type of notation. And usually modern chess, they use only algebraic notation, especially online. Um, chess is an algebraic notation. So that will be an important type of, um, chess notation to learn. All right. So that's all the terms of chess that I got and that I know of. Um, actually, that's not the limit of what I know of. That's just all that I'm going to be talking about in this episode. And I will be continuing this. Probably the next ones will be like outside the board. So uh, chess terms outside the board, like over the board, horse, um, skittles, what skittles me, um, adjust, touch and move. And then the next one after that would probably be gameplay and just learning about resign, uh, winning position, advantage development, you know, all the expert type of stuff. We're, we're going to get into all these terms of chip, uh, all these terms to know in chess, and it's going to be pretty exciting. It's going to be just like this episode. And hopefully you learned something and just give me a congratulations to, to everybody that, uh, to everybody that listened to this point of, uh, to this point, And, um, you're a great guy if you listen to this point, or or girl, and you're an awesome person. So yeah, keep it up. You're gonna be improving in chess. You're gonna be become a great one, I'm just like Magnus Carlson or Bobby Fischer, and just or Susan Polgar. You know what I mean? Or Hoi Yufan. Hopefully, I set that name right. But Hoy, Hoi Um, yeah, you're you're dope. You're lit. Every day I'm lit. You can't tell me. Um, I don't know why I did that. Okay. Uh, Next segment. This is the waiting room segment Chess quotes by H1 And the quote for today is Stay hydrated Stay hydrated H2O baby Let's go to the next segment Thanks for listening Nah, you made it to the end. It's H1. It's the H1 party. It's the H1 party. We're gonna be partying. Yeah, it's 3 a.m. in the morning, and I, hey. I was having troubles with my computer I didn't have enough storage I had to make enough storage I deleted a game And I did it for the business Man, I was having troubles Man, I was killing it Oh, Sam, I can't put that on YouTube (laughs) Hey, I'm glad that you made it this far Hey, um, thank you. And if you want uh, more information, then please, please follow the episode. If you're on Spotify, you can follow. If you're on anything else, you can subscribe. You can do whatever the platform that uh, wants you. You can do whatever the platform wants you to do. Please like and share this episode so that more of your chess friends can know who h1 is and the knowledge that h1 spews so thank you for listening thank you for watching thank you for picking h1 today and